Hello, hello. My name is Edward Hunt. This is my friend. Am I cutting in? And welcome to the first ever episode of Ramblings from Two Meddling Kids, the podcast. It's, it's flawless. Yeah, it's you said it. Thank you. Got thank it. you. So basically, a little bit of background is uh, Mike and I love watching movies. Uh, many times we try to go to Thursday premieres or we just watch movies together. And then afterwards, we always want to sit down and talk about it. Well, why not make that a podcast then? That's what I thought. I agree. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, 100%. So, what we're going to be doing now is we're going to watch a movie. Uh, Mike and I. You're more than welcome to watch it yourselves. We're going to give you a spoiler-free review. We're going to give a brief plot summary, a breakdown, stuff we thought was funny, stuff we appreciate of it, and give you a little outro from there. So, today, with Halloween being today, we decided, you know, everyone's doing Halloween ends. No one really, honestly, from what I've heard, it's not that great, but hey, but I haven't seen it yet myself, but why not go back a little bit? Back to a little time in 1978 with the original John Carpenter Halloween and give that a go. Before we get started with it, Mike, I got to ask, have you ever seen this movie before? Uh, once. I'm not a huge horror fan. I'll just let the fans know right now. I'm not a huge horror fan, so it's I'm spotty with a lot of the entries in the horror genre, but I have seen this one one time. Fun fact, I thought I had seen it. I never have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, eh, with horror. I was more of a giant chicken when I was a kid. Uh, I enjoyed horror comics, horror books, and I'm getting more into the genre, and I've been watching it. Uh, I had assumed I've seen Halloween, but never actually seen it. This is like, you you know the lore, like at some point, yeah. like no matter where you are. Like you, know, like, you might not have seen, like, uh, Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. but you know not to go to Camp Crystal Lake. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm or any Lake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can go to a couple, just not if you're dark or at a camp. Thank God my parents did not send me to summer camp. But uh, well, let's get into our first segment, which is a spoiler-free review. If you have never seen this movie, like myself, and you're wondering, hey, maybe should I see this? We're just trying to give you a quick breakdown. What we thought of it, is it worth seeing? Uh, so first off, Mike, would you like to start? No. You got it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. You're doing so, a great job. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, with our spoiler free review, I'm going to give this a solid four to five. Um, it is entertaining. Uh, it is campy. Uh, you have to be okay with low uh, low budget. Uh, you have to be okay with um, it not being up to the standards that you might have for cinema nowadays. But, I mean, dude, it's Halloween. It's iconic. It is. We would not have the same style of slasher or horror movies we have today without it. And yeah, man, it was, even with it being in 1978, I think it stood up pretty well. There may be a couple things of pacing where I'm like, okay, like I get it. I'm a little bored, maybe, but honestly, no. It was solid movie, four out of five. That's my take. Mike? Um, I would give it a four and a half out of five. Oh, wow. uh, just, just a bit better, just because of the fact that, like you said, it it, it did set the tone for the, like, what is what we know as a slasher film. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the tropes that we see now in horror films um, kind of got started. I can't say that, but it was just like, yeah, you see a lot of them here. And it was like, I assumed it might've been for the first time. Like there was just ways with the music, mm-hmm. with um, some of the shots, like you said, some of them a little long, but it was just like some of the scenes with um, the antagonist, like just staring or yeah. like, 
mm-hmm. you know, and then, I mean, now it's, <laughs> now it's a trope where it's just like, you're staring, you look away, and now they're not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man moves but, fast. Yeah. Man moves fast. <laughs> even, I feel like there was one scene where she looked, he was there, she looked, he was there, and then she looked, he wasn't. I was like, you slick, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> you might see me twice, three times. No, absolutely not, but twice um, you might see me. But yeah, so definitely, like, it, I think they utilize, with the low budget, they yeah. utilize the, the shots, the music, um, and then the, just the overall presence of the shape, as they call them, um, to you know c- create great horror. So yeah, four and a half. Out of yeah, five. definitely. Either way, I think for both of us, it's if you haven't seen it, I'd see it. You know, even now, like I would hundred percent. If you have a way to see it, check it out. You need plans this Halloween? Check it out. Why not? Uh, before we get into our plot summary, we'll have our first quick ad break. Hey, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Uh, do you sell a product? I do not. Oh, do you know other people that sell products? A few, yes. Yeah, absolutely. People like to sell products. Hey, if you would like to sell a product and you think it would be a good fit for our show, feel free to email us at ask.2, the number two, meddlingkidspod at gmail.com. Again, that is ask.2, meddlingkidspod.com. This is our first episode. We have no ads at the moment, but... <laughs> We'd like them. Uh, but, you know, so again, 100%, uh, if you like what you're listening to, you like what you're hearing, you would want to hear our silky smooth voices try and sell your product, I'm down for it. Um, oh, and our second is, uh, <laughs> I'm a real estate agent as well. Outside of this, I pursue many projects. My team is the Just Be team. It is all about finding where you're meant to be. If you were looking for a home in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia, please hit us up at ask.2meddlingkidspodcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up personally and I'll give you my at after the show. All right, Mike, you ready? You ready? Yes. All right. Mike, start us off. What's the summary of this thing? All right. So a quick plot summary of Halloween. Um, in 1963, uh, a young Michael Myers, I believe he was six years old, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. murders his uh, older sister and is sent away to an insane asylum. Um, and then 15 years, oh, this is all on Halloween. And 15 years later, in 1978, he escapes uh-huh. and returns to his hometown to wreak havoc on unsuspecting uh, babysitters in the town. So that so, is the <laughs> that is where we begin our story. Excellent. I will say um, I've seen a few of the other Halloweens. I've seen H2O. Uh, I've heard Oof, of this thing Rusta. called. <laughs> yeah. Rusta. Was that Buster Rhymes? Uh, it was something. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, there's the Curse of the Thorn, a whole bunch of other things. But it is important to note that in this Halloween, uh, Laurie Strode is not known as Mike Myers' sister. She is just an innocent babysitter who was, I guess, walking down the street when Mike Myers drove by. And he's decided, hey, she looks like she'd be fun to murder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, man, that's Mike Myers. I, I assume that is the, process, the thought process. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Um, but now we're going to go into a little bit of a deeper dive. So, as Mike said, this year is what? 1963. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Myers is now a six-year-old child. And apparently he enjoys staring at his sister and her boyfriend while they should be babysitting him instead of sucking faces. Yeah. Um, it opens up great. Actually, even before that, you have basically, you can't fully see it, but that little jack-o'-lantern. And you just have John Carpenter's score just going at it. Um, just hitting you hard and you're like, okay, I know I'm in for something opens up. And then it just has like a point of view camera of this little guy staring in a window. You don't fully know what's going on. You just see two teeny, two teenagers and then a camera going back and forth staring in, uh, from here, 
the two teenagers decided to go upstairs. And I can say stuff was different in the 60s. That man uh, was a smooth one minute. Uh, <laughs> walked upstairs. <laughs> he comes oh, back. <laughs> the assailant in this, like the POV, didn't even get a chance to get the knife, and he no, was already no, out of there. It. Like, exactly. It was like, uh, what? He said, "Woo, I can time, baby." And she's all like, "Call me." And he's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll see." <laughs> so, just impressive. <laughs> it, what know. I will say is though, about yeah. the speaking on the, I guess, technical part of it. Like this opening POV shot was just amazing because it was mm-hmm. just like it is like you, well, first of all, you are seeing from the killer's point of view. Um, so like the reveal of who it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, was shocking. I assume back in 1978, but still like, if you had never seen it, it was a holy shit. Yeah. Cause even like when he approaches, so like, as he was saying, so he's watching from outside, the two teenagers go upstairs, he sneaks into the house, um, grabs a knife. And then as he's in the living room as, a uh, Casanova is right. <laughs> the man, the legend. <laughs> is leaving after the one pump chump, if you will, yeah. um, is leaving. So he makes his way up the stairs, um, and you see a young lady at the at her like um, I guess her dresser, yeah, brushing her hair, and she turns and sees the assailant, you in POV, and she says, "Michael, what are you doing?" So it's like it's known that she knows this this person, yeah, absolutely. And then he gets to step. Yep. Just stab, stab, stab. Actually, well, first he does put on a mask. I did. Oh, like he did. Yeah. So uh, Casanova, yes. the boyfriend, had a clown mask that he was wearing, mm-hmm. um, and he left it when you know he finished his business. And so Michael puts on this. Oh, well, the you know POV puts on the mask. She recognizes who it is, and he stabs her. Um, and then he just goes outside, and like you hear the parents pull up. Yeah. Um, and they're saying like Michael, Michael. So we we know who this person is. And then you see like I think mm. they take the mask off, and you yeah. see it's a six year old boy with a knife of blood on it. Yeah. And then absolutely. the camera just pans out to the scene. You know, mm-hmm. you got the two parents. The mother was looking like, "What are you little?" Yeah, that was the one thing. I'm like, dude, <laughs> she was like, "You, what are you doing out of there? Yeah, like, you rap scaling? Like, dude, like you have a six year old child with a bloody knife, and he's just holding it deadpan, staring." At the camera. And then she's just like, Michael, what kind of rambunctious things you get into this time? I'm like, yo, <laughs> you see a six-year-old with a knife. I'm Other questions that need to be asked. Think there's a lot of things we got to check in with. Um, I will say nitpicking and, you know, 100% this is 1978. Uh, they did a phenomenal job, I think, with the tech they had. That was my one kind of complaint I had was the camera wasn't low enough for a six-year-old. Yeah, low I didn't for a six-year-old. Like, was a, he was a grown man. <laughs> right, exactly. stuff. I'm like, that is clearly a girl because he is like towering above the banisters <laughs> and the light switches. The camera is, but then you're like, wait a second, this guy is like this tall. Camera's up here. That's my only nitpick. But again, just great opening well, scene. I, I assume it was hard to crouch up the stairs. I mean, you know, if there was will, there's a way. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, a great opening scene. Um, I can only imagine uh, back in like way of the seventies with potentially. Things weren't really like that. I don't know. I know there was Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 74. Great movie. Um, and as well. So they definitely had things like this. Either way, Slasher just d- going to work. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, from there, um, yeah. Sisters Murphed, as Mike said, and we're going to continue. Enter Dr. Sam Loomis. 15 years later, he is driving with a nurse Pratchett type. I mean, she's trying to be nurse Ratchet. Oh, you're right. My bad. My bad. You're right. I I don't know movies. (laughs) Oh, just to say, so it's 15 years later, 1978, Mm -hmm. October 30th. 
Yes, October 30th. Yes, it is before Halloween. Yes, Michael's been planning. <laughs> I just want to say, uh, it opens up with Sam Loomis, and he does a great job of being like, this is evil. Yeah. We can't let it out into the world. <laughs> and the nurse is just like, wow, way to be compassionate, doctor. <laughs> Smoking a smooth cigarette in the car. <laughs> like, come on. But literally, like, 30 seconds before she says that, she's like, I hate all the crazy types, all their mutterings and ramblings. I'm like, you just want a complete 180. Like, you're just like, oh, weird people. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. How could you say, leave this man in prison, you mm-hmm. heartless son of a gun? But yeah. Now, was he in the car? No. Or no. What's up? Was Michael in the car? Michael's not in the car yet. He was. Okay. Because that's what confused me as to like, so, well, as you're saying, so they're driving to go pick up Michael because he needs to be transported uh, for a court date. Yeah. Um, And Loomis is very much against this. He's like, I know that man's pure evil. We we shouldn't be moving him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But it's court order is nothing. It's out of his hands. So they go to the hospital to pick him up. And the nurse... um, Smoking a smooth cigarette. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, yeah, man. Like, um, she notices that there are a bunch of patients outside, like roaming outside, yeah. and she was like, "Do they? Do they let them do this?" Yeah. And so Dr. Loomis gets out the car. He says, "Stay in the car," and he goes to the gate, which is like slightly open. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he's out of the car, one of the patients climbs on top of the car. Like smashes a window. Yeah. Well, actually, well, that's Michael. Michael's yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. That's why I was confused because I was gotcha. like, was he in the back? I thought they were already transporting him. No, no, they weren't transporting realize. him yet. Okay. So yeah, they, as Michael's saying, they drive up. There's all these people just out in the yard. It's storming. It's raining, and I'm. It is kind of. I'm like, why are these people just out right yeah. now? Mike probably murdered a bunch of them. Just throwing that out there. Is off screen. But yeah, because that's the only way how these people get out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Doctor Sam Loomis. Uh, decides to step out and he's trying to get a, t- a hold of the facility. And that's when we see, uh, we don't know who it is at the time, but this man climb up the back of that car, go in, grab the nurse and kind of like smack her around a little mm. bit. Like there's some windows that break. Yeah. Um, she gets he out. breaks right? a whole window with his hand. Yeah. With his open palm, just like, all right, there you go. I'm sorry. Well, that goes back to the lore <laughs> of like, who, what is Mike, yeah. like, like Mike Myers? Like, is he, you know, supernatural or is he just a you know a strong dude but. i think it depends on the movie you watch there's 13 of them and it kind of depends either or one day he's an old man one day he's evil incarnate but anyway so he attacks the nurse she escapes the car mm-hmm. and he drives off yes um which for the record uh how the, in the world does this man know how to drive i mean there was a, so many things like <laughs> just He's been in this like, place since he was six, and he just gets with like, I know how to drive. Don't worry about it. Yep, absolutely. I don't know well, how to drive. Yeah, I don't want to do it for. But one of the, when uh, Loomis the next morning, yes, he goes, he's yeah. like, well, how did he learn how to drive unless somebody here was teaching him? And then yeah. it was just like kind of a yada yada. And he drove off, and I yeah. said, well, did it? Yeah, well, did it? I don't, people need to know that was a great call because it, it gets addressed, which I appreciate. And actually, I have a note, but I appreciated that because literally, he's like, well, someone must have taught him or something. And you're just like, yeah, because there's no way this dude who he was started six, at six, yeah, yeah, he's now 21, even though the credits say he's 23. That's not how math works. I was, I did it. I yeah. literally, I wrote it down. I did it on my fingers. Uh, Dialed a friend, like <laughs> had a calculator. It was nuts. But <laughs> carry the seven. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so he attacks the nurse, mm-hmm. steals the car, and he drives off. Yep. And then we get another like Loomis checks on her, but he's like super upset mm-hmm. that he because he knows that it's Michael. Even though that's why I was confused because yeah. it was like, how does he know that it's Michael that escaped? There's a whole bunch of patients out. There is only one man capable of breaking a car like this with his bare hand, yeah. throwing a nurse out and driving away, even though he's never learned how to drive. Michael Myers. Michael Ludacris Myers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 
But yeah, so he drives off and mm-hmm. we cut to another black screen. And yes. now we are in, it shows you in Haddonfield, Michael's mm-hmm. hometown, um, on Halloween. So yep. now is it officially, because when we started with Loomis, it was Halloween night. Mm-hmm. So now it is officially Halloween and we meet Laurie Strode. Laurie Strode, absolutely. Laurie Strode, whose father's a real estate agent, uh, is told to go check. I mean, you know, it's true. It's in the movie. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> but, say it. I heard you so guilty. It's all your stuff. <laughs> but she is told to go put a key under a mat uh, that they're trying to sell, which is the old Myers house mm-hmm. where the murder took place. No one has ever lived there. Since 1963. Since 1963. But she is putting a key under the mat, which, for the record, real estate agents don't do. That's very bad. Well, not anymore. I mean, it's still. It's true. Literally, in 1978, they're like, wait a second. That's that's where the the whole fake rock started. (laughs) People can murder if we just leave keys under mats? Oh, no. That's why they stopped putting them on top of the uh, sun visor cars. (laughs) That's true. Because every film was like, here we go. Yeah, that is so true. Did people actually do that back then? No, it was a, a lawless time. I it was, man. It was, jeez. Anyway, so she <laughs> drops the key under the mat, and then we have a great POV shot of <sighs> staring out the back, which is clearly Michael Myers. So mm-hmm. with that, it was like, that's when I realized, because it was like, it was always a question, why Lori? And like yeah, you yeah. said, in sequels that don't have anything to do with the, you know, the canon anymore, mm-hmm. but like... It was understood that that's his sister. That's why he came back for her. Yeah, later. but it's yeah. literally because of the fact that he was at the house. Yep, and she stopped by. Yeah, and also uh, I think was she? Oh, she was with the Tommy as well. Yeah, Tommy. Yep, Tommy okay. Doyle. Tommy Doyle. Nice. And Doyle. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, she just walked in. She dropped off the key before she went to school, yep. and that's how she became the target. Yeah, hundred percent. Just because. My and I was like, okay. I was because it was like for the longest time. Like I said, I felt like I saw this movie, but you know, couldn't mm-hmm. really register it. That's why she became a target, not for anything yep. else. It yeah, like, yeah, it could have been. It could have been her dad, actually. Yeah, hundred percent. It totally could. Actually, well, if it, honestly, if it was her dad. He probably just would have killed him right there. Yeah, like, but yeah, solely because she was the one to do it. Michael was the first person she saw. It was oh, like other way around. Michael was. Oh yeah, was my bad. Friend. Yep, you're right. Lori was the first person that Michael saw, and then like so, you see him in the house looking out the window, and yep. then as she's walking down the street, and this is the interesting thing with the shots is. Um, he steps outside, stands out like on the mm-hmm. sidewalk in front of the house. Yeah, and you just see a, um, the camera over his shoulder, and he's watching her walk to school. Yeah, absolutely. And this starts his like stalking of her throughout the day. So like you see her in class, mm-hmm. and that was the scene I was telling you earlier where he's like, he drove. Like, yeah. He didn't even walk. He was like, I don't know, this this bitch yeah, lived far. Like, someone caught him. <laughs> I, <yeah>. So he, <laughs> t- he takes a car, parks it outside of her classroom, and stares at her. Yeah. Um, for a while, she recognizes it, looks away, recognizes it, looks away, and then the third time, he's gone. Yeah, exactly. So in that quick glance, he started up a car. First of all, he had to go around, yeah. start up the car, <laughs> and, was like, and we got to get yeah. out. Amen. Power of evil. All right? You know, the power of evil, you know, through evil, all things possible. <laughs> it was also interesting, the, um, oh, I noted down, the, she, um, her teacher was talking about fate. Oh, yeah. Like, the absolutely. lesson was about fate and yeah. like kind of. Whether it's uh it's natural or like a um uh, like just a a, ra- a random occurrence. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I thought that was interesting. Just, just that is a really good touch. Absolutely, because yeah. it was. It was kind of like now because she and that goes with what we were just saying is she was just unlucky enough to mm-hmm. drop that key off. So I guess the random occurrence of fate now means she's a target. Um. As Mike was saying too, Loomis is still exploring around. Uh. Loomis is now made it to Haddonfield himself if I remember correctly, and he mm. is exploring the cemetery. Uh, yes. He's trying to find mm. uh, Michael's sister's tombstone. 
when he's talking to the grave caretaker, uh, the grave caretaker is telling this fascinating story because he was like, oh, stuff like this happens in towns all the time because they're talking about Michael killing his family. So the gravekeeper is like, yeah, over in the other town, Charlie Boyles took a hacksaw and uh, walked into his family. And it was, sorry, he kissed his family on the head. He walked out to the garage, grabbed the hacksaw, and then walked back in. And Loomis is like, we don't have time for these stories, (laughs) sir. And I was like, oh, speak for yourself. I'm like, oh, my God, tell me what happened. What did Charlie Boyles do or Bowles do? I need to know. (laughs) We never know. Sorry, you never know. There needs to be another movie made. Somebody needs to ask John Carpenter, please, sir, what did Charlie Bowles do to his family? Or not. Maybe he kissed him on the head and went out for a different murdering spree. Maybe the family made it out all right. I want to know. But going forward now, they find that the tombstone Mm -hmm. of Michael Myers. I didn't realize that's what that was. It was just because it was just like a hole in the ground, obviously, where the tombstone. And I was just like, did they bury her in a tiny, tiny box? (laughs) (laughs) I just folded her up a little bit. It's like origami. (laughs) There's not room in this graveyard. (laughs) Which, yeah. So there's just this big uh, gaping hole where the tombstone should be. And then Loomis is like, dear God. He's returned. So then that's the thing. It was just Mm -hmm. like... He has no proof because even when he went to, the next morning, he went to the the hospital. Mm-hmm. Professor, uh, sorry, Doctor Loomis, and the guy there is like Haddonfield's like 150 miles away. How's he mm-hmm. gonna get there? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. now Loomis is following a trail for the boogeyman, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really he doesn't have actual proof. But him going to the to the graveyard is like, well, who else? Yeah. But somebody from the Myers family mm-hmm. would you know remove this tombstone. So like he's following a, a trail of breadcrumbs that Michael really isn't leaving, but he is. Yeah. Um, but said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. and I'm glad that Mike brought up the boogeyman. That's uh, a good touch for the children of mm-hmm. Halloween. That's the whole thing. Is it's not Michael Myers; it's the boogeyman mm-hmm. who's doing all of this. Uh, as kids are, they're dicks. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you have Tommy Doyle in the elementary school yeah. who's minding his own business with a pumpkin, trying to run around, and these four other boys trip him, break the pumpkin, are like, "Boogeyman's gonna get you! Boogeyman's gonna get you!" And Tommy's like. I've never even heard of the boogeyman. What yeah. is this boogeyman you're telling mm-hmm. me about? While, of course, upset that his pumpkin broke. Kids are not very nice people. Um, but going back a little forward now, Loomis is still searching around. Loomis meets um, one of, sorry, so Lori is there. She has two friends, Linda and Annie. Annie, yes. uh, Annie Brackett. Annie Brackett's father is the sheriff of Haddonfield. So Loomis now meets um the sheriff bracket, yeah. So, oh yeah, quick time. before it's just so yeah, like Michael stalks Tommy for a bit. Mm-hmm. You see him stalking him outside of the school because he saw Tommy yes. walking with Lori, yeah, in yeah. the morning. Um, and then it cuts to Lori walking home with her two friends, yep. Annie and and uh, Linda. Yep. And every now and then you'll see like uh, Lori will see Michael, yeah. Um, and then but obviously. No one else classic sees horror him. movie, you know, fashion. Nobody else sees him. Yeah. He's gone. Which is ridiculous. This is a hulking man with a mask. <laughs> all right? I mean, just like, and they're like, hey, sir, I think you're a little old for Halloween, right? Yeah. Granted, anyone would die if they said that to him. But, but so, yeah, like, yeah, this whole time, like, she's, they're walking home or whatever, and then they're talking about um, their plans for the night. So Annie and Lori are babysitters mm-hmm. yep. for um, kids who live across the street from one another in another neighborhood. And Linda's going to come with her boyfriend to uh, do stuff. <laughs> stuff yeah, for sure whatever crazy kids do <laughs> so they hang out that night so like they're planning all that then you get uh uh Lori gets picked up by annie yep after yeah. she sees michael a few more times and they smoke some damn reefer cigarettes 
And then he gets super paranoid. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> super paranoid. They're driving along. And he's like, oh, crap, it's my dad. It's yeah. my dad. So that's then, when we found out that her dad is the sheriff. Yes. And has been breaking a break-in at the um, hardware store. Yep. Somebody has stolen. It was like knives. Knives, rope, and a mask. There we go. Yeah. Yes. And then shortly after, they drive off. Michael right. is following them. Mm-hmm. He stops because he sees the, the sheriff. Yeah. And then Loomis, Loomis stops because no, no, Michael was following. Was following, oh, really? and he stopped because I thought it was. I didn't think he stopped because it was the sheriff. I thought he just stopped in because he was just following them in general. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I su- it went. It, it could be both. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but um, so Lori and Annie drive off to mm-hmm. go to the babysitting job, and Loomis is walking to meet the sheriff. Yeah, and it's so funny because you see Michael turn the corner. Yeah, right in the car that he stole from, right him. behind Loomis. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. But Loomis does a smooth. Uh, not, <laughs> he's like, it's real, I can only see it's in front of porn peripheral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if it's not right here, I can't see it. Michael goes right behind. I laughed. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, yo, dude, he's right there. Do you not sense him? I'm like, come on, man, this is evil. Sense the evil. <laughs> but yeah, so he meets with the sheriff. Yep. The sheriff says, give me 10 minutes because mm-hmm. he's dealing with the break-in. And then we go to where our final, you know, settings is the, the houses of, I don't know, Lindsay's last name. Or Linda's? Lin- Lindsay, yeah, Lin- the little girl. The little oh, girl. Lindsay. Oh, that is Lindsay. So, they, like, Lori's at the Doyle house with yeah. Tommy. Yep. Lindsay, I don't know her last name. They don't say it in any. Yeah. Even though she's in the new series. Oh, really? She makes it into Halloween Kills and all. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like, I guess, her adult. Her, her adult. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But, yeah, so I don't know her last name, but she's... That's where they are. So, they're yeah. babysitting at two houses for, across Which the street. Right across the street from one another. Um... And oh, quick yeah. time. Sorry, just remind me. Uh, why are children trick-or-treating at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon? <laughs> I saw this. I'm like, it is super bright out there. These The teenagers just got out of high school. So Annie and a lawyer driving. And you just see all these kids trigger. I'm like, I thought like they did trick-or-treat all evening. Like yeah. the sun was out. And then like later in the evening, they're yeah. still in the house. Why did hold up, Tommy and them didn't go? Yeah, that's, that was another thing too. Tommy and Lindsay didn't go trick or I guess maybe they went at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know. Well, he's probably bummed about the pumpkin. He probably didn't go. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and also, parents, because all right, when I was growing up, you know, as a little kid, my parents took me trick or treating mm-hmm. at night. I remember it was like the sun went down. We might start at like six, yeah. which was still two hours, three hours after high school. Yeah. And then we'd start. Yeah, about these innocent middle school children <laughs> just running these around? These future degenerate high schoolers. <laughs> so I'm like, what in the world? But yeah. Just thought that was funny. But yes, but they are now babysitting right across from each other. Here's uh, Annie's house. This is Lori's house that they're babysitting at. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we see Annie, uh, who decides she's cooking food for Lindsay. And since she spilled some pasta water on herself, mm-hmm. she obviously needs to strip down. No, it was again. butter. Oh, it was butter. That's it true. Butter. It was butter. Yes. So she spilled a tablespoon of butter on her shirt. <laughs> so when I spill butter on my shirt, I'm like, well, screw it. I just take full off shower. everything. Yeah, it's full. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put on the random shirt I find in the kitchen. I guess yes. I belong to the father. Which was weird because yeah. it was just like she had to go out back for the laundry. Yeah. I mean, you know, 70s, you had a laundry room that wasn't. Uh, I, the house. I guess that's wealth. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I thought it was like, I, again, I guess that was just a common thing. I've never seen that. My washer and dryer has always been in my home. But in Haddonfield, Illinois, you have this shed in the back where there's laundry. So she spills a little bit of butter on herself. And so she strips down. You don't really see anything, uh, which was honestly kind of a nice touch. Um, and then she goes out and she starts doing laundry. But you can see Michael. Michael is now stalking is her. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the reason why Michael's stalking her is because when the three friends, uh, Linda, Lori, and uh, Annie are walking, Annie makes a joke to Michael, who's driving very slow in this yeah, car. Yeah, so yeah, he, he 
he drives past as they're walking home from school, and she says something. Oh, I think that's she says speed that's a, kills. Yeah, yeah. And but like the a the man's driving very slow. He's not speeding at all. Did <laughs> he stop? Yeah, he stopped. So then she's like, "Hey, buddy, speed kills." And then he just like slams on the brakes, <laughs> and they're like, "Uh." Uh-oh. And then Lori is like, Annie, one day you're going to get us killed. <laughs> Which was very funny. <laughs> Irony. Exactly. Exactly. It was um, also like, so when um, the state, as continue, which didn't make sense because mm-hmm. somebody drove. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe because Michael was following him on foot. That wasn't him in the car. Because remember, he he's uh, outside that bush. Yeah. And Annie kick, kicks it and then nobody's there. Yeah, that was Michael too, man. Michael's just everywhere all at once. Is he? Is he supernatural? Yeah, Michael is. But he's just, his cardio game is just ridiculous. Yeah, he's, just, show, show. <laughs> <laughs> he's everywhere, always, all the time. That's Michael. But yeah, Myers. so like, yeah, he's sorry. Back to the yeah. So, so he's that's why he's talking out, Annie now outside of the outside of uh, the house she's babysitting in. Yep. Um, the dog actually barks because mm-hmm. he like dog pets are always trying to tell you. Yeah, listen. Um, the dog's barking because he senses the the presence, the mm-hmm. evil that Loomis couldn't sense. And Annie's just like, dog, shut up. Yeah, I don't care. Literally. Shut up, dog. Go away. Yeah. So, like, she goes out back to the laundry room. And this is what, like, talking about, it might, it might have been a low budget, but they found ways to add, like, mm-hmm. to build the suspense. Oh, yeah. Because, like, sure. there's, the, there's the music. There's the, she's by herself. We know that he exists. And it was, that's the thing, too. It was just, like, as an audience, we're obviously more informed than the, the characters. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, Always. In the movie. So, like, we know that he's out there. Mm-hmm. We've seen what he can do, I guess. Well, technically, well, we haven't seen him actually do anything outside of his sister, right? No, yeah, we've seen well, him the dog. stab his sister. We did. He did choke the dog or kill the dog yeah. that was barking at him. And then we've seen another body. So, we've seen him, like, dead bodies, but we haven't really seen him in do action. Do in action in yeah. yeah. So, yeah. she's out there. She's, mm-hmm. you know, just washing her clothes or yeah. whatever. And the door closes. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh shit, something's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like, well, there's nothing, right? And then like, the little girl Lindsay, yeah, uh, is looking for her, and like, she goes. The phone out. rings because oh, the phone rings because yeah, her Andy's boyfriend, boyfriend Paul, calls the house because you know, in '78, whenever you babysit, that's just where you bang your significant <laughs> other at the time. You just boom, I'm babysitting a six year old who's very. Um, so what I'm looking for, impressionable. So I'm going to invite my significant other. And we're just going to, while that child is watching TV, we're basically going to bang right behind them. That's the 70s. So yeah, Paul calls. <laughs> so Lindsay gets up, goes to get um, Annie. Yeah. And she was like, well, Annie's trying to sneak out of the window <laughs> yeah. in the shed. Because yeah. we, just, I assume, once again, building this tension. Yeah, that she's I was like, she's dead. dead. Yeah, I was like, she's um, she's dead five minutes ago, I assume. <laughs> I, literally, I was like, she's been dead. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah. Um, so she, uh, Lindsay unlocks the door, mm-hmm. um, and let's like, cause she was, uh, Annie is stuck. Yeah. Right out the window, so she released her, um, goes back and tell, like, Paul tells her that, um, he's not grounded anymore. He yep. can sneak out. So, yeah. Like, she can go sneak out. Yeah. So, like, initially, he, she's like, come over here. What are you doing? And then as she's on the phone, mm-hmm. she leaves the back door open. Yep. And you see Michael for a bit, but she doesn't see him. Yeah. You always see Michael. It's actually really cool. You see Michael behind everyone, like, all the time. Like, mm-hmm. people will be staring. Like, if I'm staring here, Michael will be behind me, just staring. Right where that pumpkin is. Yeah. Right where the pumpkin That's Michael just staring at something. You see him a lot doing that. And I thought that was a really cool yeah. touch. Yeah. So, like, um, she decides. Uh, if he can't come to me, we're gonna go pick him up. Mm-hmm. But Lindsay doesn't want to go because she wants to watch TV. I mean, if my shows don't, I ain't trying to be Yeah, exactly. So Annie takes Lindsay across the street to the Doyles yep. with Lori, and she's like, 
Um, watch, watch her for a bit because I'm going to pick up Paul. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Quick trope um, with Halloween. Lori is the goody two shoe yes. girl scout. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of her friends are promiscuous. Can't find a date. Yeah. Oh, she could find a date, but she's too embarrassed to say anything. She forgot her chemistry book at school, so she was very upset and almost went back for it. And all of her friends are like, who cares? Smoke reefer. I don't care. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I need my chemistry book. That's Lori. So when Annie takes Lindsay over so that way she can go and grab Paul, um, Lori's like, yeah, absolutely. I'll watch mm-hmm. both. So now she's watching both children. Yes. After Annie does that, she starts walking back to the house, realizes she forgot her keys. Because the door was locked and the, the car door was locked. She forgot the keys. Uh, so then she goes and grabs the keys. And this is also one of those small things. Yeah. She goes in. She doesn't even unlock the car door. Like she tried, she like jiggled the handle. It didn't open. And then she goes back after grabbing the keys and the car is just magically open. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't open the car though. <laughs> one would think. But hey, uh, she opens the door and she sits down. And then the interior windshield is foggy mm-hmm. from someone going, <sighs> Which this is the only thing we hear from Michael the entire movie. Sorry, that's why I keep doing it. But <sighs> yeah, he doesn't speak at all. Not at all. But she's like, what in the world? And she like, you know, wipes the windshield. And then, boom, Michael out of nowhere grabs, starts choking from behind. That was a pretty good scare. Yeah. I mean, especially for nice. Knew it was coming. But it was yeah. just like, I like talking about building attention. It was mm-hmm. just like, I assume from the moment she got butter on her shirt. Yeah. Oh, she gone. Yeah. I thought she like, was when she went to the shed. Yeah. Okay. She came. And then. All right, she takes the kid over. She comes, comes back. back into the house. Can't yeah. find a key. Like, I'm, oh, then. Yeah. So just like it was building that tension because you know something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. didn't know when. And then it finally happened. It was like, okay, nice. Yeah. And it wasn't, like I said, I don't like scary. Wow, it was murder's nice. No. I'm Michael Cunningham. <laughs> 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 I'm get some targeted ads. <laughs> hey, do you need help with your murder? <laughs> like clipping? <laughs> exactly. I hear you're planning a murder. Yeah. <laughs> what can I do to help? <laughs> Have you thought about caps lock? <laughs> well, so to, in my mind, this is his first kill in 78. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we see that he killed the mechanic. He killed the dog. Yeah. But this is the first one you see on screen. Yep. I mean, no, it looked like he just hugged the dog to death, which yeah. happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so with it, she's like choking her. And it is like one of those, like, it's just, okay, a lot of choking. She's clearly breathing. She's hammering on the horn. And then he takes up the knife and he just... It, even, it makes that noise. Like, literally, it's mm-hmm. like, shh, and you don't really see much again, 78, yeah. which is also kind of refreshing. With yes. our movies we have now, mm-hmm. um, you know, not to sound too soft on camera, but I'm like, all right, that's a little gratuitous, sir. <laughs> Granted, I guess it's more realistic. They're dead. We get we it. We get uh, it. But yeah, so it's, and then he's, so he now carries her around for the garage, and then Tommy Doyle sees it, uh, mm-hmm. sees him carry her, and he's like, yes. the boogeyman, the boogeyman. So, oh, yeah, the, just a uh, backtrack. So he had, he was looking out the window when Lori was on the phone mm-hmm. with Annie. Yes, earlier, and he sees Michael standing outside. Uh, oh yeah, before the house. he killed Annie. Yeah, and yeah. he tried to show Lori, and Lori didn't see it. Yes, and then after he's killed Annie, he's carrying her around to the front of the house. Which bold? Yeah, exactly. That goes up, dude. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. There's like this man is not sneaky. All right, he's not sneaky, guys. Like he is, but he isn't because he's just carrying people in broad daylight. He stands in the middle of the road, staring like. Four people could walk by, and he's just staring at his target. And they're like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. So Tommy sees him carry uh, Annie into the house. Yep. And then he tries to get, like, he freaks out. Mm-hmm. And Lori's mm-hmm. like, I didn't see anything. It's whatever. Yeah. So then, hold on, what do I have? Mm-hmm. Oh, Loomis. Oh, we forgot about Who's Loomis. Who's doing nothing? Really? His, <laughs> his storyline nothing. Is so it's Loomis, yeah. after he's met with the sheriff, mm-hmm. he goes to the Myers house. The Myers house. And they go in, and they see that there's... There's signs that somebody has been there recently. So he decides, he was like, 
he looked out the window mm-hmm. and all these different things. Oh, so there's a like, dog there that's still warm that uh, very I kind of thought it was funny. Oh, and he's like, mm, Michael must have been hungry because apparently he <laughs> killed and ate the dog. You know, that's just what Michael Myers does. He doesn't like dogs. Um, <laughs> so Loomis decides that he's going to stay staked out at the Myers house because he assumes Michael Myers is yes. going to come back. And that's what there was a funny scene where like, so obviously since it's Michael Myers house, it's mm-hmm. Haddonfield, people know the, the story. So the three kids that were bullying Tommy earlier yep. go to kind of like ding dong this the house. Yeah. And like yeah. Um, Loomis is like, get out of it, get out. And, he's like, hey. and so the kids just like freak out and run yeah. away. They hear the name. He's like, hey, you kid, get the hell out of there. And all the kids like run away. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's where Loomis is. He's he's staking out at the Myers house. Yeah. Which though, for the record, uh, I don't know what this man's going to do. Because like at all, right? Like he's sitting there and he's I like, mean, oh, he does bushes. have the blicky. Fair. Yeah, we'll get that later. But literally, the sheriff sneaks up on him and just like taps him on the shoulder. He's like, oh, that was it. That was karma. Yeah, <laughs> Michael would have seen him and just completely killed him immediately. So like, I don't know really what Loomis was doing, but hey, he was there, and that's why Loomis wasn't yes. helping out during all this. So, but getting back on track, Annie is dead. Yep. Michael's um, carried her into the house. Michael's carried her to the house. We have Lori with the two children. Enter um, Linda, Linda and Bob and Bob. Yes. Linda and Bob who are also their plan was going because again, seventies was like, all right, Annie's going to distract the small child and we're going to run upstairs and bang in the master bedroom <laughs> while the folks that own this are gone. Like, there you go. As one does. Yeah, as one does, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But yeah, so they go now, they are now in there. Uh, Michael Myers is still there as well. He has hidden Annie somewhere. We don't know where Annie's body is. Mm -hmm. Neither do Linda or Bob. Yeah, they just see an empty house. Oh, uh, Linda calls, sorry, not, yeah, Linda calls Lori, and Lori says, oh, she dropped the kid off here to go get Paul. Yeah. So all Linda hears is, we got the house to ourselves. We don't have to worry about the little kid. Yeah, they're like, oh, lights are off. So, and and a note here is like, so they start making out in the living room, Mm -hmm. and you see Michael Myers watching, and it's the same POV from the beginning of the film, where his sister, where he's like watching her fool around with Mm -hmm. her boyfriend. So like, as soon as they find out that the little girl isn't there, they rush upstairs. Yes. And they, when I say rush, it is a smooth rush session. Yeah, I mean, hey, okay. <laughs> I was too because there's like you don't really see anything. You see a sheet. You see them like you know laying on top of each other. And he's like, oh, the phone keeps ringing. I can't concentrate. And she's like, oh, and he like rolls off. And then the phone stops ringing. So he rolls on top. Fifteen seconds later, he's like, well, that was great. She's like, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's it. That guy's like, Thomas. <laughs> he's like, You're damn right, it is. And he's like, now go fetch me a beer. And she's like, you'll fetch me a beer. <laughs> and I'm like, again, seventies, different times, man. So um, he you now uh, Bob goes downstairs looking for the beer, and then uh, he finds Michael. Yes, who has a gravity defying knife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, uh, it's a, it's a pretty, a cool very dope show. shot. Yeah, very it's dope a very shot. dope shot. Very cool. Mike grabs him, lifts him up like chokehold style. On the wall. Yeah, and you see like his feet planting there, and he just stab right in there, right in like the gut, which for the record, not an instant kill. All right. This kid would be screaming and yelling. Linda should know about this. But again, Michael Myers. Um, (laughs) But once again, after he stabs him, he kind of steps back. And it's a really cool scene. And also talking about building more tension. Yes. Once again, as the audience, you know that Michael's in the house. Exactly. Um, You knew before when he was down there looking for the beer. You know he's in the house. You're waiting for it. So, like, he goes to the kitchen. He sees the back door open. Once again, I don't know why people don't be liking the door. Yeah, seriously. So, he sees the back door open. So, he assumes that Annie and uh, Paul are back playing tricks. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he opened one cabinet. 
not there. So he goes to open another one mm-hmm. and he finds Michael, gets murdered, yep. gets hung on a door somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The camera zooms out and you just see, which was a really cool part. Um, so you see him just dead, like with a knife sticking out of his gut in a cabinet. And then Michael's just staring at him yeah. completely silent, really, but yeah. like looking at him. And you can see like, He's thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, this man is thinking. And then honestly comes like the funniest scene in the entire yes. movie, in my opinion. <laughs> um, so Michael's like, after staring at him for a little bit, like, hmm, you can see the cogs turning. <laughs> we go back upstairs to Linda, who's lying in bed still. And you see what she thinks is Bob in a sheet uh, with the glasses yeah. still yeah. right in front. Mm-hmm. Clearly it's Michael Myers, but he... Realized he needed the glasses for this disguise to work. So you see this big dude in a sheet with glasses over the eye holes. I saw that I laughed. I did. I, I was like, that's hysterical to me. Like, you what? Um, but yeah, either way. So she's like trying to talk to him. Obviously, not getting a response. So yeah. she gets annoyed and goes to call Lori mm-hmm. to check on where Annie and yeah. Paul are. And, and then as soon as her back, I know. So as soon as Lori picks up, yeah, Michael. We walks up and attacks her and yeah. he starts choking her with the phone cord. Yep, with the phone cord. And Lori just assumes that, I don't know why, but she assumes her friends called her to listen to them have sex. I think that's what it was. I mean, she did kind of like start like, eh! And I'm like, yeah. that's not what it sounds like when you're getting murdered. So like the struggling is basically sounding like intercourse. So she's yeah. like, Lori's like, you guys. Oh, you guys. <laughs> always having sex and rubbing it in my face. All right, bye now. And then hangs up. Yeah. So right. then now we have the third. Yeah. Um, like the third of Lori's friends that are dead. Yeah. Um, and then I think what happens, she, they're, those who are dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Good, another good touch. While Linda is dying, Lori's like, I'm going to kill you if this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of yeah, little just funny lines like that in this movie, man, where it's just like, all right, that's pretty funny. Like that made me laugh too. Yeah. So I think what happened. So like she puts the mm-hmm. kids to bed and now she wants to go check on yeah. Annie and her friends. Yes. So she... Crosses the street, yep. goes to uh, Lindsay's house, mm-hmm. and she's walking through. All the lights are out. Yeah, um, she goes. I think to I guess the little girls' room. First yeah, like upstairs bedroom. Yeah. One of the bedrooms upstairs. One of them. And this is where we see. So like she walks in, she sees Annie on the bed. Yep, dead. Yeah, presumably. like crucifix style. Yeah, like, out, arms. And inside. then that's where you see the tombstone yep. from Michael's sister, which was a good callback. Yes, yeah. I forgot. And, but I that's forgot. what I said. That's yeah. like, I didn't know what that was. When okay. he pulled it up, like when you saw that hole at the grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you see her tombstone on the bed, and it says Judith Myers, and then slowly but surely she finds. Paul doing um, pull-ups or something in the... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> opens the door. He, like, swings down. Or like Bob. Hanging, up, yeah, Bob, yeah, Bob yeah, Bob, hanging yeah. upside down in the... Yeah. Um, in the <laughs> hardcore in the setup style. Yeah. And then... Um, opens another door. Opens another cabinet. And yeah. there goes Linda. And Linda's just yeah. kind of, like, all crumpled. And she's freaking out. And then, like, I think she goes to the corner. And this is the iconic scene. Yeah. Where Michael's in a closet. And the closet's very dark. Yes. And you see um, Lori there mm-hmm. on the... I guess on the right. Yeah, yeah. And Michael like leans forward and you see his the mask. Yeah, just pop up out of the And darkness. then I guess for the first time in the film, mm-hmm. he misses. Yeah, dude. What? <laughs> so he goes to stab her and like respectfully just rips her shirt. Yeah, it barely even cuts her. It's just like, <laughs> right there and just like rips the shirt. And I'm like, really? <laughs> that's some plot armor. That is, that is plot armor. Right it is like, that's a very iconic scene. Yeah. Like, once again, so the scene with Bob on the mm-hmm. wall is yeah. great. Um, the scene when he comes back in the ghost costume. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, but the most iconic one is him yeah. behind. Because that's the yep. thing, like you said, every every one of his victims, or it's just everybody in the film, he's mm. 
Like there's that stalkeriness of yeah, it, right? Absolutely. It's not like real supernatural. Mm-hmm. I mean, supernaturalness is, is you know, it's cardio, but yeah, but. <laughs> cardio and teleportation. Yeah, it's supernatural. But, but yeah, so he attempts to stab her, he misses, mm-hmm. and then like she runs, she she falls over, she falls down the staircase. Yes, and she falls over and breaks her leg. But obviously, I didn't get it. I mean, it didn't really break. Oh, okay, it was when she's like, ah, okay. ah, my leg, and then she gets up and runs, and I'm like. <laughs> Yep, sure. It's cool. I get was you. that for Michael? Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, uh, all right, cool. Yeah, You've she, hurt me. You've hurt me. Done. Time out. Time out. Quick. We're good. And yeah, she just gets up and runs. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but either way, falls, hurts her leg. I appreciated this. She runs out one way, uh, and then there's a rake blocking the door. Mm-hmm. So it's still this traditional, like, horror like, oh, why can't this door work? Yeah. I don't understand how a door works all of a sudden. <laughs> At least here, there was a rake propping yeah. it shut. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, you can clearly see that it's a glass door. You can see it. Um, Michael then comes in the kitchen. Yes. And then she then breaks the glass. And that's how she goes out. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was not playing. She got out of that house quick. Yeah, exactly. And she runs back to the Doyles. Yep. And wakes up Tommy. Wakes up Tommy. Tells him, I guess, like, oh, no. Wakes up Tommy just to let her ass in. Door is locked. Oh, yes. That's what it was. She lost the keys or left the keys. And Tommy, like, yeah. Yeah. He's just like. I was like, do you not hear me screaming? Where the hell is your urgency? Yeah. Yeah, so she lets Tommy in, and I think she locks him upstairs. Mm -hmm. And then Michael, like, so she locks the door because he assumes he's going to come in that way. And she kind of hides behind the couch. And that's when he comes through the window over the couch. Yeah. I think he tries to. Tries no, he misses again. He misses again because the man can't the hit Lori. Yeah, and, and then she takes a sewing needle, yeah. gets him in the neck, uh, yeah, right in the neck. Yeah, and then so he lays down. Yeah, she takes the knife, looks at it, throws it away. She's like, I don't need this. Mistake yeah. number eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> number like who knows how many. This was, I will say, right here. It took me out of it a little bit, which is why I want to mention it. This sound was really weird here. At least on that, like I was watching it online, so maybe it was oh, better okay. in theaters or on DVD. I don't know, but for me. It was all of a sudden, it was like, it was so silent. All you could really hear was her, like, like them both breathing mm. when she stabs her, the uh, Michael in the neck. But there isn't really a lot of other sound otherwise. And I'm like, why is this all I'm hearing right well, maybe now? Maybe that was a struggle. A choice. Yeah. I got to go back and watch yeah. it because I listened, I watched it on, on the TV, so I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had my headphones on. I'll They're soundproof that, headphones. That. They're pretty solid headphones, I think. Um, but either way, I was like, is this all I'm hearing right now? But stabs him in the neck, and then uh, you know, key lesson with the horror movie that I've always learned: uh, double, double tap. tap, yeah, double tap all day. <laughs> um, but no, we don't want to do that. So yeah, stabs him in the neck, throws the knife aside, and then runs upstairs because yes. clearly this man is not going to be able to get up when you stab him with a little needle like that big yes. in diameter. So yeah, she chases him. He chases her upstairs. Oh, because she goes to the kids again. Yep, goes to the kids. She's like, you guys need to run. Go yes. get help. And she's like, the boogeyman's not going to get you. And yep. here he comes creeping up the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the kids see him behind her. Mm-hmm. They run out of the house. And this is also to jump back to Loomis, who did nothing. Yeah. Until the end. Um, but so he he recognizes the car across mm-hmm. the street from the Myers house. Time. Sorry. Remember. So before the kids ran out to call for help. Um, that did happen. It was she grabs them. She has them run inside a closet again, like one, in one closet. She's in the other closet, and that's where you get the other scene of Michael oh, breaking yes. in the closet. Mm-hmm. You get Michael breaking in the closet. Yeah. Uh, you get her with very quick thinking unraveling a thin wire hanger and stabbing Michael on the eye with it. Mm-hmm. Which cool, I'll take it. Um, he drops the knife. She grabs the knife and, and then lunges for yes. it and stabs him. Then from there, that's when she runs okay, out. Yeah. Tells so, the no, kid. And then once again, no. So first, yeah. she steps out of the closet, sees him on the ground. Yes. Throws the knife again. Yeah. It's really just ne- real near the yeah, body. Exactly. She's like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to drop her. She's like, I don't, I don't want my fingerprints on this. Yeah. My, mm, no, thank you. 
So okay, it's my bad. And yeah, then yeah. she tells the kids to run and go get help. And as she, when they go outside, and like I said, jump back to Loomis. He's you know staking out the Myers house. He recognizes the car that Michael stole. Yeah. And the sheriff comes back, so he's like, he's. Oh, he. I think he said he recognized it like three blocks away or something. Yeah. Like so that's that. why he's now up and down this street yeah. outside the house. And of so the Myers Loomis house. sees the kids running out of mm-hmm. the Doyle house, so he runs there immediately. Yeah. And that's when oh, uh, Michael rises like the Undertaker, Dude, which is just <laughs> such a great of like he's like laying there, and that's where you get the Michael Myers like. The sit up, like yeah. just complete, like that's some core strength for the record. Yeah. The man, like he does crunches because he just, he was taking driving online yeah. and nothing but cardio <laughs> and sit up. And his core, yeah, exactly. You could like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So he sits up like that, and then just super iconic. I think they do it in a lot of other movies too. Yeah. Is the Michael Myers sit up, um, and then grabs Laurie from behind. Yes. She struggles a little bit. He like. She uh, pulls up his mask a bit, and Michael's like, oh, my mask, no, and then puts it down. So Loomis can finally step in. Yes. And, uh, and shoots Michael directly in the head, I assume? I don't really know. I thought it was uh, at least in the head and then maybe a few more times. Definitely Michael, some, yeah, there was like four or five shots. Yeah. Just bang, 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 bang. Then Michael falls out of the window. Yep. And Loomis, you know, goes on. Was, she says uh, something about was the, that boogie, the boogie man. Is that the boogie was that man? the boogeyman? And Loomis says, yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, it was also uh, something earlier. I think it was back when uh, they were in, uh, Loomis was in the uh, the Myers house. He goes, he had the blackest eyes I'd ever seen. Like, yes. Talk about the child. He was talking uh, about evil, young, what, six-year-old Michael. Yeah, he said, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, I think that's a big thing, especially they try to bring that back in the, the, the newer uh, mm-hmm. iteration of it. Um, but yeah, so we have Michael Myers is shot out of the window. He's mm-hmm. dead, presumably. Yep. He talks to Laura to kind of calm her down, and then he goes to look out that window. Go body on. gone. Yep. And then at first it was interesting. That's what it because so like kind of leaving it up for a sequel or whatever, mm. or just a, a who knows. Yeah. So it takes a, it gives you a screenshot of the stairway. Yeah. Because they I assume they expected him to start coming back uh, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. relentless with it, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna you know finish what I started. Yeah. But he never, you never see that shadow up the stairs. You mm-hmm. just see the body gone. Yep. And then the movie credits. Yeah, credits. There you go. From there. Um, solid, solid, yeah, really good. In the future, here's where we'll have another quick ad break. I don't need to do that bit twice, <laughs> so we're just gonna keep going forward from here. Uh, I guess, like, yeah. So, final overall thoughts of the movie. Um, I guess if you want to change your ranking after like going through, or just anything concluding you'd like to mention or think people should know about Halloween. No, I think it was like a really solid movie. It was, it was nice. Like, I mean, obviously, this was. 30 years before the MCU or something like that. We were just like having a movie that existed on its own. It Mm -hmm. wasn't worried about the next iteration or anything like that. Just making a solid movie as a silo and then seeing how it goes from there. Yeah. Um, Because like I said, it could, it could have been like they, it was very sequel baity, Mm -hmm. but it was just like, it was also, it stands on its own. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Michael Myers was like such a, it was it, there was a reality to it, right? Because mm-hmm. he was just stalking. It wasn't like yeah. he was like some. There was nothing really supernatural about him, mm-hmm. I, besides the fact that he just can get shot, stabbed, stab, whatever. Yeah, yeah. The man is just invincible. Other than that, but it was just like yeah. yeah, it was very much like it was just some creepy guy in, yep. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow goes without being seen in broad daylight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a solid movie. Really good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, completely echo that. I do think if you. If you have any interest in seeing the origins of horror that are going on right now in movies, or if you have any desire to even try to emulate something like this, it's worth seeing. This is absolutely something that you should see. Um, And it's still entertaining. Like, honestly, I was entertained maybe 
Um, it's slower than some modern movies right now, but as a whole, I think it can keep your attention and I think it's a lot of fun the whole time. Yeah. Cool. All right. So from here, uh, before we sign out, Mike, any ads or anything, stuff you got going on that you want to share with the people? No, just uh, check out the pod. Obviously, we'll have more episodes coming up soon. Yep. Um, uh, Twitter handle. Um, what's our Twitter handle again? Twitter handle is at. I'm following it on mine, so I should know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're trying to avoid Twitter because of Elon Musk. Yeah, well, yeah, how that's exactly. Gonna go. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, while Mike is looking that up, uh, if you would like to contact me in any way, all my stuff is EdHunt77. That's Instagram and Twitter. I'm trying to tweet more. I am. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But EdHunt77. Um, and yeah, also I have a comic I'm working on right now. Um, I will give you more information. I'm looking for an artist. So if you hear this and you think you'd want to, um, be an artist for me, that'd be phenomenal because I have two issues done and the entire story fleshed out. I'm working on that now. And Twitter handle, uh, Twitter handle is two meddling kids, two meddling kids who, uh, the number two meddling kids. And then Instagram, we're at two meddling kids underscore pod. If you want to, you know, check us out. Sure. Um, yeah. Send uh, any movie suggestions to the email at, at dot two meddling kids pod dot, uh, at Gmail. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram handle, because don't talk to me on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, my Instagram handle is days from legendary. Cool. Um, check me out. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, so our plan is we should be trying to have one of these every Monday. Uh, so, again, happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our first ever pod. And. See you soon. Bye.